When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. Hello and welcome to History for Weirdos. We are your hosts, Andrew and Stephanie. And each week, we're going to take you on a journey into the strange, obscure, and relentlessly entertaining corners of human history. Now listen up, friends, because it's about to get weird. Welcome to another episode of the History for Weirdos podcast with me, Stephanie. And your boy, Andrew. And we are so excited to have you listening like we are every week. Um, still in quarantine. Still in quarantine, week one million uh, and one. <laughs> Hanging in there just like you all are, listening to audiobooks and podcasts and taking a lot, a lot of walks. Exactly. I've gotten really into Harry Potter, and mm-hmm. I wonder where I got that inspiration from. Hmm. I have, I have no to idea. Think about this for a second. I'm gonna say it's you. Yeah, I've been badgering Andrew <laughs> for like a year now to reread the Harry Potter books, and we actually own them all on Audible. Mm-hmm. And he finally quarantine finally made him do it. He's been listening to them, and you're hooked, right? Yeah, I'm hooked. I'm already on The Prisoner of Azkaban, and which is the third book. Um, for totally. on you, for all you uncultured folk out there, yeah, <laughs> totally recommend. This is such a good time to listen to the books mm-hmm. and the voice actor that does it for Audible, Jim Dale. Jim Dale is amazing. Yeah, he's phenomenal. In fact, I, I mean, I didn't realize how good the books were, mm-hmm. and honestly, how better the books are than the movies. And that's not even like anything against the movies themselves. Right. I think they're they're done pretty well. They're good movies. But the the books are just next level. You you couldn't make a movie. Mm-hmm. You couldn't ever really truly do it justice. No. Unless you wanted to make like every single movie like four hours long. At least. At least. And yeah. I think even then there are still things you'd have to cut out. Absolutely. So if you're looking for something that's like really comforting and entertaining we totally recommend listening to the Harry Potter books. Exactly. Um, we're actually thinking of doing a little video or something soon on some of the historical connections to Harry Potter characters. Yes. So let I, us know if that sounds interesting. I think that sounds interesting. Yeah. I might be biased, though. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> but in the meantime, this week, Andrew is going to regale us with a wonderfully weird historical tale. Ooh, is it my turn? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I do have a story prepared. Oh, good. This one's interesting. Um, Otherwise, it would have been a really boring episode. It's I know. It would just be like, so uh, how about them chargers? Or, <laughs> oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, they stink still. <laughs> yeah. Um, actually, this is a pretty interesting story, though. Um, it's, unfortunately for you, it's about in the world of sports. Oh, great. But, fortunately for you, it's... Not quite a sport that really is done anymore. So okay, so it it's be a kind good of one. weird. It's very interesting and in pretty obscure. I am ready. Okay. So before I even get into it, I'm citing my sources because screw you, Levi. Screw you, Stephanie. I'm not getting made fun of. So I have someone is very sensitive. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, my feelings haven't been hurt. That's, that's not it. 
it's not it at all. Okay, so we have Ancient Origins, The Telegraph, A Good Paper from Valencia College, Vintage mm. News, and our favorite, Wikipedia. I've been actually wanting to look at Vintage News more. I've heard really good things about it. I do it. like Vintage News a yeah. lot. It's really cool. I'm a huge fan. Okay. Cool. <laughs> so, I'm going to go and I'm going to tell the story of the richest athlete of all time. Oh, boy. The richest athlete. And you know what? When you think of, like, <laughs> when you look at, like, all of, like, the richest athletes of all time, like, one right. thing that struck out or stuck out to me was, like, like, of the top ten, like, most of them were American. Mm-hmm. What do you that think? That makes sense. Yeah, I know, right? I'm, yeah. I'm not really that surprised. Um, what do you think the nationality was, though, of the richest? I'll give you a hint. It's not American. It's Roman. God damn. I, <laughs> I live with you. I must have told you this already. Yes, of course. You've told me it. You've shown me memes about it. You've, <laughs> you've talked Quarantine's about this. Quarantine's driven me insane. Okay, okay, you, okay. You, okay. You also an ancient Rome fiend, so of course it's going to be Rome. I know. Yeah, so a quick aside. Before I started the Harry Potter series, I was oh, yeah. hooked on the History of Rome podcast mm-hmm. um, by Mike Duncan. Highly suggest it if you That's haven't. That's also amazing, yeah. Yeah, if you haven't got, re- listened to it, it gives you the the history of Rome from, like, Romulus the legendary. <laughs> even before that, Aeneas, uh-huh. like, who fled the city of Troy, who was the quote-unquote, like, many times great-grandfather of Romulus and Remus, right. all the way up until the fall of the Western Roman Empire in 476 AD. Mm-hmm. So quite a bit of history. He's very entertaining. There's almost 200 episodes. I learned so much. And I already yeah. felt like I knew a lot about ancient Rome, and he taught me so much more. It was great. Did he talk about this athlete in one of the episodes? He did not. Oh, he did not talk about this okay. guy. So, well, I'm ready. Despite the fact that this is sports related, I'm ready. Yeah, to learn. it's pretty interesting, even <laughs> if you're not into sports. And Mike Duncan, if you're out there, uh, I love you. Anyways, <laughs> oh my gosh, babe, I'm right here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so our boy. His name is Gaius Apuleius Diocles, and from now on, I'm just going to call him Diocles because that's way too much. <laughs> no, I demand <laughs> you use his full name. Oh no, uh, no, his name's Diocles. Okay. So he was born in approximately 104 AD in Lamassum, uh, the Roman province of Lusitania, wow. which is pro- which is now Lamago, Portugal. Oh, okay. So. Um, and you know, and also just a quick, uh, like background about this time period. This was during the time period known as Pax Romana. Mm-hmm. So like roughly 200 years of just <laughs> prosperous time and is easily the most prosperous time in Roman history, mm-hmm. which, you know, started from the ascendancy of Augustus Caesar in around 30 BC mm-hmm. to around, you know, roughly 280. That's incredible. Yeah. Of and by its mean peace um, and prosper, it was like peace and prospers within like within the inner the empire. Period. Yeah, the mm-hmm. inner yeah the inner parts of the empire. Not the outer parts where there's always war going. Yeah, on. wars usually war, especially during this time. Wars a conquest. Yeah, that to Romans was times of good times of peace and prosperity. <laughs> yeah, it really was. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, and actually, and in fact, by the time our boy Gaius uh-huh. or Diocles, excuse me, you killed me right there. <laughs> By the time Diocles would be 13, Rome would actually reach its its territorial pinnacle okay. um, in 117 AD under the reign of Trajan. Trajan. Yes. Yeah. 
Um, basically, at this point, Rome was the undisputed master of not only the Mediterranean, but pretty much anything um, east of Britain and anything west of Mesopotamia. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, insane. That's such a massive like spread of land. That's crazy yeah. to think about. It is. And this political and commercial stability mm-hmm. would lay the foundation for Diocles um, to do what he did. Because, like, you know, people in the inner empire aren't worried about invasion or anything. They're like, let's just, like, eat right. some grain and, like, let's go to the, the Circus Maximus and watch some races. Yeah, so entertainment things go up when, obviously, when the economy's good. Right, and yeah. there's stability. Mm-hmm. So, let's go back to our boy, uh, Diocles. He's also known as Lamachus. That was his, like, oh. his like kind of um, like a stage, stage name? name. Yeah, oh. exactly. Lamachus? Yeah, Okay. Based off of, like, the city he was from. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so his father was kind of, like, middle class, maybe lower middle class. He owned a small transport business, and the family was, like, comparatively well off. Right. I mean, um, for, those for the times. time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Diocles is believed to have started racing at the age of 18 um, in okay. present day Catalonia, Spain. Oh, that's so crazy yeah. to think about. And his first notable victory outside his native land brought him international fame or, you know, national fame, right? Right. <laughs> um, and encouraged <laughs> him to go to Rome. Wow. So, yeah, around 18, 19 years old, he went to Rome. So what his sport was? Cherry. Oh, my God, I didn't even go into it. His sport was cherry racing. <laughs> okay, because you said racing, and I was like, yes. obviously not cars. Yeah, definitely not cars. <laughs> it was. Um, he was mostly known for, like, kind of like, I forgot what the term is, but Mm -hmm. like four horse chariot racing. Okay. So they distinguish between like one, two, four. There was multiple. Yeah. Four was kind of like the main event. Okay. Because it would have gone very fast. Yeah. It would have gone fast. And you have to have like good control over like the animals and all that stuff. Right. It's more skilled. It is. Absolutely. Okay. And leading into that, chariot racing, especially four horse chariot racing, was extremely dangerous. Many chariot racers died in the middle of races being trampled or run over. No. Yeah, it was not a fun way to go, if you ask me. Oh my gosh, no, that sounds like a terrible way to go. It does. You know, in fact, actually, uh, fun fact, all charioteers carried mm. knives with them when they raced. Not as, like, weapons, <laughs> but to be used as tools of survival. So, let's just what? say, like, imagine this. Okay. You're racing, you're having a good time, then all of a sudden, Bam! You're thrown off your chariot, mm-hmm. and to make matters worse, mm-hmm. you're being dragged along by the very rope that you're using to uh, command the horses, right? Yeah. And you're it's wrapped around your arm or leg, and you're getting dragged along. You would need that knife, essentially, to cut the rope. Okay. And that's what it was used for. But then you cut the rope, and you might get trampled by the person that, so you if were ahead like, of right. someone. Yeah, that's true. It's a... Yeah, again, it was very dangerous. That must have been so scary. Imagine, ugh, just knowing that it's imminent. Right. Ugh. Well, in fact, and this is why it, uh, many, and if not most, racers would not long, live long enough <laughs> oh in order to retire as, you know, oh my God. at a quote-unquote old age. No way. Yeah. So, brief synopsis, or mm-hmm. somewhat brief synopsis of his career. Yes. Once he got to Rome, Diocles began driving for the quote-unquote white team. 
Okay. There was essentially, like, during his time, there was four main, like, it was kind of like stables, I suppose. Mm -hmm. Like, teams, right? That's so cute. Yeah, and it was based off colors. There was the whites, the greens, the reds, and the something else. Okay. There was another one as well. Mm -hmm. Um, It was actually pretty similar to present-day Formula One in Europe. What? Yeah, I know. Like, in the way it was structured, Uh right? Obviously, the machine's very different. Very similar. (laughs) I see no difference. Horsepower. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And, you know, these teams, like, uh, stables, invested in the training and development of, you know, horses and equipments. Wow. With the players and, you know, the lowest team, the white team, usually drawn from, like, the low orders of society. That's so interesting. Yeah, and so... So Low mm-hmm. orders meaning like social rank. Yes, like the what there were even called like, this at the time, but the plebeians, right? Yeah, like a class system. Yeah, by this time the plebeians and patricians that thing had uh, it's was over. By, yeah, by the wayside, but it would be like the lower class essentially. Mm-hmm. So interestingly, um, so Diocles he joined the white team when he first got to Rome, and he didn't win his first race until two years after he started to compete. What? But he lived. But he so lived. That's also winning right that's definitely winning (laughs) staying alive (laughs) yeah so (laughs) being a natural charioteer Mm -hmm. diocles was called up to the greens at the age of 24 oh moving up to yeah he's moving on up and then transferred to the reds at 27 okay so he's got like slow steady growth he does yes that's Um, good that well, reminds us that you don't need, like, instant success. Yeah, like, you it took didn't. him a couple years. Um, but actually, though, it's funny you mentioned that because mm-hmm. it was a bold move going from the Greens to the Reds mm-hmm. because uh, the Greens were actually the most popular team. Oh. Yeah, so. Probably because they would they have represented. They were, like, probably, like, you know, there was never. Class. Yeah, and that's kind of where, you know. Yeah. But, you know, the upper class wouldn't participate in this. They would yeah. Be, charioteers that would look down upon right you know some historians though the reason why you know his switch happened is because some historians speculate that his um that diocles switched from the popular greens to the reds Mm -hmm. because he would achieve more wealth and glory that way and like he would be the star exactly the greens Uh were undoubtedly the most popular and attracted the greatest racers Uh but by switching to the red team diocles ensured that he would stand out as the greatest of the reds and reap the financial benefits that would come along with that Ooh, i feel like um there's some sort of connection to uh lebron james in this. <laughs> i know nothing of sports but i know he's, he's also a strate- strategic man in that way right? yes you know what that's actually i didn't make that parallel when i was doing my research but now that you say it it does make sense mm-hmm. i can mess with that sports sports you sported babe you know i was gonna do a sports metaphor and nothing came to mind <laughs> <laughs> please keep going Okay, so many of his victories, this is actually pretty cool. Uh So, like, a lot of his victories came from the form of a come-from-behind, like, win. So he would cross the finish line the last possible moment. So there's added drama to it. Exactly, which made him an instant fan favorite. Of course. Um, Who doesn't love the tension? And, of course, just all the crowds loved it. Yeah. Um, in fact, any race with Diocles quickly became the featured event of the day. Wow. Yes, yes. And this naturally helped Diocles make even more money. Mm-hmm. Make that cash money, son. He had a brand. Absolutely, freaking did he. That's amazing. 
I know. He was very, a, he very was a smart man. Thinking. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. He definitely understood, I think, um, branding. And that yeah. wasn't even a thing back then. Right. But he's like, I'm going to, this is what the audience loves. Exactly. The underdog coming from behind, winning last minute. I'm going to like play that up and I'm going to get a following. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be the big fish on this Reds team. Exactly. Also, very creative team names. <laughs> I know. <laughs> the green team, the red team. Like, wow. like a five-year-old naming yeah, team. Yeah, seriously. It literally does like remind me of a five-year-old just naming <laughs> teams. Uh, so, again, I think it's safe to say that he had, quote-unquote, skills that kills. Oh, boy. Yeah, I actually wrote that in my notes. Oh, really? Yeah. I was going to tell you, like, you can edit that out. Oh, no. That I, was intentional? I, that was intentional. Okay. I really wanted to say that. I haven't said something like that since probably I was in high school. Anyways, moving on. So I, he would remain on the red team for the remainder of his career, and which was another whopping 15 years. What? And he would requ- he would retire at the age of 42, which was old. That's so for old. Chariot racing. That's old for any athlete. Yeah, even for like nowadays for like yeah. football. The only people that last that long are kickers. Um, and then like in the NBA, that's just ancient. Yes. Like I don't think. The wear and tear on your body. Oh, I know. So, and he had a record amount of winnings. Um, And over his career, he won an astounding 1,462 races. And he placed in an additional 1,438 races, often coming in second. That's incredible. Yeah. So basically of, you know, and this was out of a total of 4,257 races spanning a career of over 20 years. So basically just off that math, he placed either first, second, or, you know, sometimes third in over half of his races. Yeah. So he was incredibly talented. Absolutely. He was very good at this. He was very good. His career winnings were about 36 million sesterces, (laughs) which according to Professor, yeah, because, you know, that's like, okay, great. Mm -hmm. What does that mean? Right. So according to Professor Peter Strzok, uh, the undergraduate chair of classical studies at the University of Chicago, mm-hmm. he said that's worth approximately $15 billion in today's money. What? 15 bills. Can you imagine living in this era with that much money? I literally cannot imagine that. In any era with that much money, actually. Oh. But Man, like for them, the he... TikTok videos we can make. Oh my god! <laughs> anyway, Sorry, he probably <laughs> he would have lived like an emperor. Yeah. Oh no, that's actually funny you say that because um, his total take home amounted to five times the earnings of the highest paid provincial governors over a similar period, and it was enough money to provide grain for the entire city of Rome for one year. Oh my or god! To pay. All the ordinary soldiers of the Roman army at the height of its imperial reach for about two to three months. Oh, my The entire God. army for months. I can pay the entire army for about one second. No, you can't. And I, I don't think that's <laughs> even true. So, <laughs> I mean, so that's just kind of to put it in perspective. Right. Like, this dude made bank. He got that cheddar. That's insane, insane. I wonder what he did. Did he party? Was he charitable? You know what? It's so annoying. I couldn't find anything. Basically, after he retires, he just drops off the historical record. We do know that he and his kids like retired outside oh, the he city. Had kids. Yeah, he had kids, and he he uh, 
they bought he bought like a very large estate. Uh-huh. Ma- they made some statues of him. You right. know, did his like dope stuff. Uh huh. Um, and just kind of chilled for the rest of his life, which you know. I definitely, like, I support that. I feel that. But I mean, like, he didn't have to work. No, he had so much money, he didn't know what to do with it. His kids didn't have to work, I assume. Oh, yeah. I $15 billion? Yeah. Oh, my god. I mean, if that was... That's I don't know so anything. so fascinating. About- I would love to know... And, of course, they wouldn't... No way would anyone back then think to have recorded something like this. But just kind of, like, what his, he was like as a person. Like, yeah. what were his goals? What were his dreams? Like... Did he love racing because of, like, the business strategy mm-hmm. behind what he was doing? Or did he just love the thrill of racing? Like, I don't know. So it's many things. I, it might have been a little bit of both. Mm-hmm. But I think from what I read is he loved being, like, the center of attention. He was kind of like a, a performer. Oh. Like, at I, heart. I know someone that's very similar to that. Mm, I, I don't, don't know if you know him. I don't think I do, actually. He's wearing, um like, a... A collared button-down shirt that has um, Ron Swanson on it with mm. America made out of meat, some flags, and whiskey printed all over it. Well, it sounds like a really awesome person. He's very subtle. Very Understated subtle. elegance. Mm. His name's Andrew Iverson. Doesn't ring a bell. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, basically, this wealth that he got back to Diocles, I'm just ignoring <laughs> what you're saying. It eclipsed, like, by far more than any other athlete, and it's not even close. Right? I No, I don't think any athlete has gotten close to and that. you know what's amazing about this mm-hmm. is that, like, they didn't have kind of um, the more advanced deal-making that we have now, right? Like, That's athletes a good point. could have endorsements. Or right. Like, they he's could, not going to be on cereal boxes. Yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, endorsements. Or, like, you know, maybe they, he could pivot his career into, like, acting or something. Yes, like, you've seen exactly. LeBron James do a little bit. He's um, not going to make, like, yeah. Air Jordans. Yeah, exactly. Or, like, you know, before, you know, Kobe died, may he rest in peace you know, he created his own, like, venture capital firm. Absolutely, right? yeah. There was nothing else. Yeah, he had nothing else. This was, it was just this. 15 billion, just from this. Just from that. That is so nuts. So dope. Like, so dope. I would have loved to have watched him race. Like, yeah. if we ever get to time travel, put uh, it on the list. We're going to the Circus Maximus. We were absolutely not going to the Coliseum because gladiator fighting is abhorrent. Oh, my God. And sometimes they kill animals. That's even worse. No, i rather watch chariot stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Pretty horses running around in a circle. Yeah. Super it would cool. be pretty awful if we did see someone get trampled to death, though. I feel like if we get to time travel at all to ancient Rome, we're going to see some pretty awful things. Oh, yeah. We're just like see walking down the street. Oh, I know. And it's going to smell really bad. I know. That, that's honestly like holding me back. If from we time ever, travel? Yeah, from time travel. Not like the quantum physics or anything like that. I have that down. It's just the smell. The smells are going to be gonna awful. It's going to really disappoint me. Be like, guys... You like invented take a aqueducts. shower. Yeah, you you have complex road systems. Why can't you just take a shower, wear some deodorant? Like, come on, people. Jeez, brush your teeth. Yeah, I know, right? You get to keep them that way. <laughs> okay, let me go. Move on. I'm going to go on to his later life and legacy. Yeah. So Diocles is famous not only for his obscene wealth, but because he lived again to a retire at the age of 42. And, like, many charioteers Mm -hmm. died in their mid-20s. Yeah. 
Like I mentioned that earlier, but he really lucked out in that he didn't die. It's incredible that he did not die. Absolutely. It makes you wonder, is it luck? Is it fate? Is it skill? Mm Mm-hmm. Crazy. Yeah, it really freaking is, man. 42, to be doing something with such a high death rate for that long? Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. He, so I mentioned this earlier as well, he took out um, his massive earnings and mm-hmm. bought an expanse of land in the Italian countryside, which sounds, first of all, sounds beautiful. Gorgeous. I want to do that. God, it sounds like, I know, like, let's do that. Let's retire. <laughs> After, like, when we're, like, when we retire, hopefully at the age of 42, we can, yes. we will buy an expanse of land in the Italian countryside. I can live with that. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Especially, like, north of Ostia, oh, like, on the coast. Yeah, that'd be beautiful. But really close to Rome still. Mm-hmm, Let's mm-hmm. do it. The best of both worlds. Best of both worlds. Let's do it. So, yeah, he bought that. He made that cheddar, bought that land, and uh, it's like in the near, like the small town of, uh, I don't, I'm not going to say this right, Perens Este, which is modern day Palestrina. Okay. Um, and there he lived out the remainder of his days in a very quiet life of ease. His son and daughter later erected a dedication to his mm-hmm. name at the site. That's I think so it's beautiful. Really beautiful. Yeah. So they must have liked him. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's not a given. It's really not. <laughs> so I have like kind of two insights into this. Yes. Um, that I would really like to share because I think they're kind of interesting. I mean, you do have a podcast where you can do that. Hmm. Curiouser and curiouser. <laughs> Go ahead. I give you permission. Share so, your insights. <laughs> first, I don't think that his success could have really happened in any other time in Roman history. Okay, I'm really interested to hear why. So, we are in the midst of Pax Romana. Yes, and not yes, only yes. that, mm-hmm. Diocles lived his entire life under the reign of some of the greatest emperors Rome has ever had. Mm-hmm. And, and you mentioned with, Trajan. Exactly. Trajan, mm-hmm. Hadrian, yeah. Antonius Pius, most likely. Mm-hmm. And then if he lived a little bit longer, he would have reached into uh, Marcus Aurelius as well. Wow. So he only knew, his entire life only knew, not only good emperors, but great emperors. Right. Like, all of those emperors are, if not top 10, top 15, absolutely. It's amazing how much... You know, leadership, like, at the very top, does impact, like, to, you know, a certain extent, the everyday person's life. Exactly. Like, you know, I guess it's just how interconnected we are Mm -hmm. in society and as a system. It makes so much sense that good leadership and something like Pax Romana would create more prosperous opportunities for people. Mm -hmm. And he lived, not only was it, like, Pax Romana, he was in, like, the Pax Romana of Pax Romana. Uh Like... Uh, Mike Duncan in the History of um, Rome podcast, he Mm -hmm. said that life for a Roman in like the 150s AD under Antonius Pius was probably the best you like a Roman ever had it. Okay. So like, and that was like his time period. Yeah, exactly. Like, so he lived in like the perfect time for this. That's definitely one of the time periods we'll go visit. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Like there wasn't a year of like the five emperors, like where there was like, or, you know, before when you had relative peace and there was like mm-hmm. a year period where there was civil war until like Vespasian took over yeah. in, in 69 AD. Like this was, they didn't have any of that. It was just like, you know, uh, Trajan died. Hadrian immediately took over as successor. Oh. No bloodshed. Seamless transition. Hadrian Super died. Dope dude. Yeah. Hadrian <laughs> died. Antonius Pius took over. Yeah. No bloodshed. 
seamless transition. Yeah, that and then, is such a good point. Yeah. yeah, and then Marcus Aurelius, same thing after him. Wow. So, like, it, it's very lucky. Very wise leaders. Yes, very wise leaders. And you know what's interesting about all of them? Hmm. They did not pick their sons. Of course. And in fact, actually, I don't think any of those people, until Marcus Aurelius, had male heirs, actually. That's the key to success in that. <laughs> I know. It seems like it was. <laughs> and then, of course, the one good emperor, or the one great emperor who does pick a son, mm-hmm. that guy ends up screwing it all up. Yep. Hashtag thanks, Commodus. Yeah. That's so interesting, super, like, sidebar, but to have been an emperor, a Roman emperor, it must have actually, in a way, relieved pressure to not have a male heir. Yeah. Because you're like, phew, great, I get to actually pick someone that's competent and someone that I trust my empire with. I'm not pressured to pick my spoiled brat of a son Mm -hmm. who's going to, like, rig... (laughs) (laughs) um, fights to make it look like he's a glorious gladiator gladiator yeah. commodus oh god i know it's so it's like so, <laughs> so cringy. cringy so cringy yes absolutely. jinx you owe me a coke <laughs> get you a zevia okay give me a zevia yeah that, that works too so uh second insight yes not only did diocles take home his absurd winnings mm-hmm. he might have been actually the first athlete to create a brand name for yeah. himself like again this was unintentional i'm sure yes the concept of branding (laughs) was not even something that he probably ever thought of consciously but nonetheless he was able to create an image for himself that his fans loved to adore how beautiful that to think like you said this is something he probably never consciously sat down and like planned out or whatever Mm -hmm. like what we tend to do in society today, there's so much pressure around it. He probably just trusted his gut. Like exactly. He, in the same way that he probably did while he was racing. Mm-hmm. So he just had really good gut game. He had great gut game. Yeah, like I think listening to your intuition, it's there for a reason. It's not going to steer you wrong. Yeah. Oh, that's a good insight into the good insight. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. I've taken over Andrew's episode. <laughs> yeah, this is just your TED Talk now. This is my TED Talk on intuition. <laughs> <laughs> so, and again, like this this concept of branding was really important mm-hmm. because it kept him relevant for over two decades. Like, imagine mm-hmm. today, like, if you have an artist, an athlete that is relevant for 20 plus years, they're doing a, either, they're doing a hell of a job with branding, no matter how like, talented they are. Like Beyonce. Yes, like Beyonce, like Eminem, like, uh-huh. like, like you know, Kobe, Kobe rest mm-hmm. in peace. LeBron James, more than likely. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. Yeah, and they, but you're right. They are doing it very cognizantly. They've mm-hmm. got a whole, whole team of they people. They have a PR, like, staff for yeah. them. This guy had himself, and that was it. He's like, I think... He's like, this idea, hmm. I'm just going to go with it. Branding, patent pending. He should, just he kidding, should. they didn't have patents back then. <laughs> he could have taught a class at uh, Annenberg at USC. I know, seriously, he should have. Ugh. <laughs> uh, well, you know, that is my story of the richest athlete of all time, our boy Diocles. I hope that didn't bore you too much because, you know, it's about sports. It was really good, and that's actually a pretty cool sport, unlike football. <sighs> I literally, I don't, I don't know what to say to you. Uh, uh, that was so much my, more interesting. I know. My brain hurts from you, like, hating on football. Oh, it's so slow. This racing would have been super fun to watch. It would have been. I'm Chariot not going to lie. Yeah. 
really cool. And I love his uh, technique of coming in from behind, winning at the last minute. Yeah. And he, you know what's funny? Uh-huh. Um, I read that, like, he definitely, I think, did that on purpose because. Of course. He, a lot of the times, he would just, like, he would come out strong and literally just hold the lead for the entire race. That's but people didn't like that. So he was like, let me sabotage myself just a wee bit. Yeah. And then win from behind. Because everyone likes an underdog and it's more it's boring and predictable if you're just kicking butt the entire time consistently. Absolutely. It you know builds tension, it builds drama. So, so fascinating. It is, isn't it? Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that story with us. You know what? You're so welcome. I'm actually, I was (laughs) glad to share this one. I love Rome, so. Yeah. You got to sneak in some Rome and some sports. Absolutely. Wow. Rome, sports, weird history. This was the most Andrew-y Andrew episode of of all. Of course. And you know what? And speaking of Rome, if I may, I'm going to do a plug. Yeah, go for it. For... My TikTok. I literally just started this today, guys. Oh, yeah. Andrew has been teasing, <laughs> teasing you and me that he's going to start our TikTok. I know. For History for Weirdos. But no, it's okay, babe. What, tell them, what, what did you do instead? So I, I started a TikTok um, about ancient Rome. Uh, I dress up as actually a Roman general. Like, yeah. full gear and everything. And my first video is already up. It's the top five Roman emperors. Not going to tell you I'm here. You're going to have to watch the video to know what I think. Tell them where they can follow you. You could follow me. Thank you. At Roma.Omnia on TikTok. There you go. So again, that's Roma, R-O-M-A dot Omnia, O-M-N-I-A. Yep, if you want some fun, goofy Rome, ancient Rome specific uh, TikTok content, Please follow my husband. Yes. He's pretty cool. Also, TikTok is excessively addicting. We do. Oh, my God. We will warn you of that. You get sucked in. I felt like I went from being 80 to 18 in, like, five seconds because I was like, what is this TikTok thing? And now (laughs) I'm like, oh, my God. I'm just, like, constantly scrolling through TikTok. I have never been like that with, like, social media. Sometimes I, like, mindlessly look at it. I'm like, oh, this is stupid and boring. With TikTok, I'm like, yes, yes, give me more. Give me more. I'm addicted. It's so smart the way the next video just starts automatically playing. Yes. It's Oh, my God. It's very well designed. I will say that. I know. But uh, enough about us <laughs> rambling <laughs> yeah. about our latest quarantine addiction. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of History for Weirdos. We're always so happy to share mm-hmm. um, weird stories or unique stories or some of the obscure facts about history like today that you may not have heard in school. Please, please, please follow us um, at History for Weirdos on Instagram. Yes. You know, DM us, comment, anything that you want us to cover, mm-hmm. any corrections you have for us. We want to hear it all. You can also email us if you have like a weird history story you want to share. You can email us at historyforweirdos at gmail.com. You got it. And we don't have a TikTok, but Andrew does. So, yeah. So, follow <laughs> me at Roma.omnia. I don't. One day I will get this TikTok running. We really want Stella, our dog, to be the star of History for Weirdos TikTok. Um, so if you have any ideas about that, actually, yeah, we would love to hear them. Yeah, please let us know. Stella is really cute, but she's also kind of an asshole. She's such an. <laughs> it's like that corgi like assholeness. Like, so we love her. Hopefully that is. <laughs> We sound like such great dog parents. Hopefully that inspires you to inspire us as to what to do with our dog. Yes. Thank you, guys. Thanks, weirdos. Adios, weirdos. (laughs) 
Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.